0: This is Confessions of a Pastor, a relentlessly real peek behind the scenes of Journey Church in Bend, Oregon, from church in a strip club to a strip mall, going where Jesus would go to reach people Jesus would reach, the good, the bad,
1: and the ugly, all for the glory of God, a journey of misery and miracles, your hosts are the founders, Pastor Keith and Kara. There
0: really is hope for everyone. Wonderful bonus episode today that Karen and I cannot contain it. This will be our last bonus episode of the (laughs) summer because we are going to go on video and audio next. We're going to start that next week. We're going to go back to season two of confessions of a pastor, which we are super stoked and excited about. But for now, we cannot contain ourselves because we have so many stories that are suppressed inside our hearts. Right? We just
1: just have to share. We We have to give God the glory. We have to
0: just get them out before we explode. And we are so excited about what God's doing in and through His church, uh, in and through our family, Mm. and in and through our lives that we cannot hold it up. So y'all have to hear this. Right? God is doing something good. And I want to encourage you today because God wants to do something good in and through you. Maybe he is. And if that's the case, we want to hear from you. What is God doing in and through you? Come on. Come on. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Specifically, friends, Karen and I today, the focus of this bonus episode will be church in the park. We also did pursuit night in the park. That's our worship and prayer time. But Church in the Park, it doesn't sound so sexy, but right? wait till you all hear this, because there are churches all over the country that do church services outside, Church in the Park, but I'll tell you, Journey is a different kind of church. Uh, we're a church for the unchurched. We, we have high expectations that God loves people who are far from Him, and that that's our purpose. So yeah. we want to tell some of those stories.
1: Yeah, Church in the Park.
0: Kara, kick us off. Uh, what's, what's stood out to you T- tell me something you loved. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. About church. Well, Park.
1: okay. I would just start by saying that, um, it was, it, the morning started, um, for us mm-hmm. in, in, in such a way that it was very reminiscent or it was, it was symbolic. That's the word I'm looking for. It was symbolic for us that it had been a year, mm. um, since really since we were gone since we you know took a break and left the area and um and it had been a year and so to, mm. to
0: we missed take last in, year's church in the park
1: yeah which we've talked about on the podcast yes. and so to 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 just sit back and observe the amount of the sheer amount of volunteers and um Uh, planning and execution that I witnessed, um, in the morning setting up was just like, it was really, really impactful to me. It was powerful. Um, we we have a
0: team of hard workers.
1: Yeah. I mean, we have Pastor David
0: and his team, Kyle and his team, uh, Lisa and her team, Bob, you're mentioning.
1: Yes. So we've got Bob who built us the craziest stair. You describe it.
0: Yes. uh, Bob built a mechanism so we can do baptisms in the Deschutes river, but we have to change it because we had to change it from previous years because the parks and rec did some makeover at their, their, at this particular park. And so there was a, a, Uh, how would you say the height level from the water to to where we would go down was too high to get into so he created a stair system to go down and platforms to baptize people yeah we're not doing a good job describing this. yeah the
1: thing was intense he
0: did a lot of work welding getting wood platforms and he was there early in the morning and it was freezing cold
1: yeah Freezing. I mean,
0: it was probably in the 40s when he was in the water. How long was he in the water setting
1: it up? Oh, a
0: couple of hours. Yeah, he he had to drill screws and he's moving things around. His feet are wet. His arms and hands are going to this thing. It's cold, people. It's freezing cold.
1: It's freezing. And so there's Bob. There's who who you said, you know, Pastor David and his team who literally set the stuff up the night before, or the uh, the afternoon before, well into the evening. We paid some young adults to sleep there and, you know, and watch the stuff overnight. They didn't and,
0: sleep. They, <laughs> they,
1: I guess sleep. I don't know why I said that. To stay awake all night.
0: Yes, they were security. So they literally stood and paced all night.
1: All night. All night. So to, to protect the stuff that, you know, they set up the stage and things. And, um, I mean, it was a very sophisticated, um, system that was set up. So anyway, all that to say is, uh, that was the first thing that really stood out to me was I'm just so thankful that we're in the season we're in that, that we're seeing the, that God is being faithful to produce the fruit, um, that we're, that we're experiencing that represents years of years and years and years of hard work. And um, a team, a collective team effort. This, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I heard recently um, this saying, I, it might even be an African proverb, but I heard this saying that really resonated with me. And it, and it was that if you want to go fast, you go alone. If you want to go far, you go together. And mm. that's where I just see, we just have a really great team mm. that that we're linking arms with that are, you know, we're, we're able to, to, to get to deeper levels yes. because of, it's not just us doing it yes so that was my first
0: so that sets the backstory of hundreds of people working together on one mission sometimes someone will show up and we had more than three thousand in the morning we had i heard four to five hundred at night so we're we're talking four thousand people
1: yeah i actually heard four thousand in the morning but then i heard maybe thirty two hundred so it's somewhere in there i think that type of an environment is hard to count it's
0: really hard three to four thousand yeah so let's just say 3,000 in the morning and four to 500 at night. So we're talking a lot of people and someone will show up at an event like that and be like, oh, this is neat. You guys did this. You yeah. know, just assuming you just showed up and did this and people showed up. No, people didn't just show up. This was months and even a year's worth of planning to execute this. So now we've got to talk about yeah, what happened? what happened because it's exciting that thousands of people would show up. But then to see what happened that day from the beginning to the end is absolutely exciting. Now on this podcast, Kara, we, we talk about this being confessions of a pastor. There's the good, there's the bad, and there's the ugly, but there's even more than that. We say this is all for the glory of God. Yes. I want to talk about some of the good, yes. and I want to talk about some of the ugly, uh, <laughs> some of the, the stuff in between. So okay. uh, let, let's talk about some of the good, then some of the ugly, then some of the good, then some of the good again. Okay, okay so, let's do some, it. some of the good that happened that day. We had... So many baptisms that day, the line got so long. I mean, you could, it was at least a hundred feet, maybe up to a hundred mm. yards yeah. of people waiting in line to get baptized yeah. in a freezing cold river. <laughs> These were pe- people going public with their faith.
1: How many people do you think got baptized? Uh, nearly a hundred, you
0: know, I'm guessing about 85, uh, you know, we, we have to guesstimate because we had people fill in cards, not everyone filled in cards. We had some people fill in stuff online. So we haven't contributed. We had 65 cards filled out. Okay. So probably about 80, 80 ish.
1: Yeah. Um, and the, another thing that I noticed about all the baptisms was it was literally like about as diverse a yes. group that got baptized as you can have. Yeah. I mean Young, we're talking
0: old, everything in between.
1: Homeless people. Yes. Um, the opposite of homeless people. I mean, literally, we had it all.
0: Entire families getting baptized yeah. together. Yeah, it Literally, was... families of four or five saying, do us, baptize us all together. We all believe in Jesus. We want to go public with our faith together. Yeah. Super exciting.
1: It was just really, I mean, what a beautiful picture of the kingdom of God, which yes. is so diverse. Yes. I mean, I just, I just thought it was a really beautiful picture of that.
0: Yes, it was awesome. And man, as we're processing this, And in Church in the Park, baptisms of the past there would almost always inevitably be one or two or three people that get baptized for the second or third time. It's mm. kind of awkward that the person filling out the baptism card would not have known the story. I know, but it's like, oh, bro, you don't have to get baptized again. You know, these <laughs> these are people who maybe are backslidden, trying to rededicate their lives. Yeah. And but I will say, this year, I don't. There was not a single baptism mm. that I could say I've ever baptized you before. I mm. mean, it was wow. it was literally fresh baptism. So I, I want to share some of those stories that we at least are aware of. Every person baptized is a story. Yeah. So there's something powerful yeah. behind every single one of those stories, but uh, I wanna just tell some of those. One of them was a woman dressed in a nice uh, red dress. Uh, uh, not a young person I don't want to say the age just in case it goes out but um, not a young person mm. <laughs> I didn't know her story she came down she was emotional I baptized her and <laughs> since she was emotional I just prophesied into her God's mm. not done with you um, he, the best is yet to come I mean I just kind of yeah. whispered in her ear I'm proud of you and she was weeping mm. um, just very emotional baptism I mm. didn't know anything about her story mm. until Tuesday to come to, no, it wasn't even Tuesday pursuit night mm. uh, someone later that night let me know about this particular story this gal i, I believe works at world market and oh, yeah. someone was at church excuse me uh my mind is mush right now someone went to world market the day before church in the park they went to world market and invited her yeah. to church in the park you know when you do invitations like that you know let's say 50 50 chance someone's going to show up sure Statistics are probably lower than that. You invite a stranger, more than likely they're not going to come. But this particular gal shows up that day. She not only shows up because of an invitation from her work, she shows up and she gets baptized. Yeah. Come on. It's absolutely incredible.
1: And she was beside herself. Mm -hmm. I actually uh, saw her. She was standing right behind me in line at one of the food carts for Mm -hmm. lunch. And I was standing with my mom and some other family, and um, she had stood by my mom for the service. So my mom actually had interacted oh, with her. And God. so she got to know her a little bit. So okay. I think she felt comfortable talking. And so she was still in tears yes. over the baptism and the whole experience, the fact that she was there. I mean, it was really, really, really meaningful to her.
0: Well, it's exactly what God does. I heard from someone who talked to her. She had lost her daughter. Yep who passed away. Yeah. And we need each other. Yeah. God did not design us to live life in isolation. And if there is a community full of broken people who have lost loved ones, it's Journey Church. Yeah. We, we have lots of people like that. You're in good company to grieve, to yeah. go through life together. And I just thought it's awesome. You never know the power of an invitation, yeah. what an invitation will do, how it will happen, and, and what God will do through that.
1: Yeah, so tell us about um, another baptism.
0: Another baptism. That okay. was meaningful. Oh, man. We had so many that day. We we had, let's see, we had one uh, child who's probably maybe 11, 12 years old, grew up in our church, has mm. been a part of our church forever, mm-hmm. and they brought family from all over the Pacific Northwest mm. <laughs> that drove here to watch him get baptized, mm-hmm. which is absolutely awesome. And it's a family that we've gone through a lot together, a lot of hardships, a lot of brokenness, and to see this child step forward publicly with his faith and this family come alongside. Mm. To me, it's awesome. And I I say that because God's put on my heart a lot lately, and you and I have wrestled with this for the better part of a year or two years, maybe two years. God put on your heart that what the world does for children, the church should be doing that exponentially. And I'm specifically referring to the enemy knows that if you're going to if you're going to change the world go after a child you know get them to start watching movies early believing things early yeah. buying certain things early in the sports world if you really want to develop an athlete oh, yeah. you want to develop them early yeah, yeah, yes. and yes. you you saw this early I and, did and so
1: that, that's one of the the dreams or the visions that I had shared with you when we got back from sabbatical mm-hmm. is that um I I grew up playing basketball and um, it was my life. It was my everything. And um, until I realized it was just a sport <laughs> when I was older. But um, what I did, what I did uh, experience was that I was trained under a farming system uh, out of Oregon City, and they farmed. They they started those girls when they were I don't even know probably five, and they were um, trained highly trained to. Um, uh, perform the sport at a very high level not only individually but collectively mm-hmm. so they 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 not only trained to be the best athlete they could be but they also trained to be the most well-oiled machine I've ever seen and we're talking about like high school girls basketball so this isn't uh, we're just we're, you know we're talking about teenagers right
0: and and those were not just stellar athletes that signed up to play in high school they started at a young age they did and they, they played together uh they they worked hard from a young age all the way up and so t- to take this illustration of a farming system of basketball or any sport for that matter we're seeing kids come to faith in jesus and we're believing that god wants to use kids that they're called and I'm specifically referring to this child that was baptized. God has a calling. And when that's unleashed and pursued early, we're not going to see adults that are confused. Why am I having crises midlife? Mm. Why why am I getting divorced? Why are these things happening? And I'm just, I'm so excited to watch kids change the dynamics of their family, to watch kids pursue their calling. Yes. You know, to say, God, what do you want to do in my life? Yeah, I mean, I heard from one staff member today that her daughter... The night before youth group, let's see, this week, mm-hmm. <laughs> the night before youth group, this week, yeah. invited her whole school.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, no way. Yes,
0: uh, it, I'm talking about Milo, oh. and you know, and I was just, I was talking to her, Milo's Aww. mom about this, and. These are kids that are stepping forward in their faith, oh, un- yeah. unashamedly yeah. saying, Listen, my church is doing something. Yeah. We've got the gospel, the good news, yeah. and they're inviting others to be totally, part of it. Totally, I love it. And so I just, I'm so grateful for that. And I, I just want to um, acknowledge the fact that God is doing a good thing. Um, there was uh, another story, totally unrelated to kids and farming system, but I believe that we're going to actually, just to finish my thought there, farming system, we're going to renew a generation yes. that's going to raise up and kids. Kids are going to start putting into practice their faith now. Yes. They're not going to have to yes. do it later in church, in the world. Absolutely. They're going to be a light and they're, they're going to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Yes, that actually
1: gives me like excitement. Like yes. I actually have growing excitement when we talk about this me because too. it is. Uh, it's the way we should be training up kids, unleashing them, training them up, unleashing them to, to pray over each other and
0: speaking over them,
1: believing
0: God's best in them over and over. And,
1: and then integrating them appropriately into the church, you know, as their, you know, age levels, you know, afford it, but, but training them up, them up in it too. And just, I, I just think it's, I just think it's such a, um, It's important. It's really important that the kids know that they are the church. They have a place in the church. They not only have a place in the church, like God wants to use them.
0: (laughs) And and they make their faith their own. Yeah, It's not their parents' faith. It's not a religious faith. It's a personal relationship with a living God that loves them, that made them, that has called them to greater things. And if they can get that early, they're going to change the world. This will be a church that changes the world unlike any generation ever before. Yeah, A new great awakening. it's, It's not revivals that happen in 10 or it's not a preacher, it's people putting their faith into practice. Absolutely. And it's going to start with these kids. Uh, Speaking of of putting your faith into uh, practice, uh, let's talk about Cayman for a second. Uh, So this is someone on our staff whose husband came to faith um, a while back and just, it was natural, it was organic, it was just uh, someone who um, genuinely gave his life to the Lord over a long period of time, and it was awesome, because we can all see that this is a guy who's talented, he's creative, coming to church, uh, genuinely putting his faith in Jesus. Now, all of us were sitting back, waiting for the day (laughs) when he would get baptized, because we do spontaneous baptisms often at Journey, where we do baptisms, and then we offer, if you've put your faith in Jesus, come forward and get baptized. We don't want to manipulate, we don't want to twist, we want every person's faith to be their own not the faith of a spouse or the faith of a preacher or a parent and we've been waiting for this day and it happened on Sunday he came forward and got baptized and it was awesome because we've been waiting and praying and celebrating and it was so cool I mean uh, I was baptizing with Pastor Brad and he kept pointing to Cayman's wife who's Callie who's your assistant who's my assistant (laughs) and And she's amazing Callie's weeping and uh, it just is wonderful yeah You know, we get to do this together.
1: Yeah, it's so good. We get to
0: celebrate this together. When someone steps forward in their faith, uh, a step of obedience, they go public, whatever area, whether it's baptism or some other area, we get to celebrate those stories together. So I love it. Super proud of him.
1: I've got one baptism that just keeps sticking out of my mind, and Mm. and I didn't get to see um, most of them up close. I saw some of them on video, but there were so many people there, and Mm. um, I worked behind the scenes mostly that day, and. Um, but I did walk over towards the end of the the last few baptisms and I got to see this one and it just keeps sticking out of my mind because, um, uh, it's just such a beautiful picture of, of hope and the kingdom of God. Mm. And I don't, you might even know his story. I don't know who he is, but I don't, and I don't know if he's homeless or not, but he was, he, he was definitely crippled. His foot was turned under. Yeah. And he had, I mean, like like severely turned under. Like he had to walk on the side of it. Mm-hmm. And I just saw. I actually just saw him coming up out of the water, and then up. So people, there was many people helping him. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. he couldn't. He was unsteady, and um, it actually, just makes me emotional. Like, just the the picture of God's um, hope that yes. transcends like all demographics. Right. All. Nations, like physical
0: appearance, backgrounds, things yeah, you done. It's like
1: we're all level in the kingdom of God and yeah. we all have the same need for Jesus. Amen. And to watch him, like it was such a it was a difficult physical thing for him to do to get into yeah. that water and to get baptized. And he did it.
0: Yes. Do you know him I, at all? I don't in his know story? the story. No. I, I I know there were a lot of people there that cheered him on and knew who he was but when I asked him the standard questions in the water um, have you believed in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins and he says I have not Mm. and it was one of those like oh well." and then I I asked a follow up question well today have you believed in Jesus he Mm. says yes Mm. I want that and that's what he said he's like I want that and I said well you do it right now Have you believed in Jesus for your sins? He says, yes, yes, yes. And I said, okay, if you have, he's giving you the gift of salvation the forgiveness of all your sins and that means he's given you the gift of eternal life and his face was just like lit up and it was it was an honor to be a part of that that someone who Mm -hmm. could acknowledge previously I've never done this but from this day forward Mm -hmm. I've given my life to Jesus and it was definitely a testimony to the church and it was an encouragement and a blessing Um, absolutely awesome
1: and I also I don't want to pass this moment by without just giving um, honor and props to Journey and Redmond too who joined Mm -hmm. us Amen Um, Pastor Luke joined us yes. and his whole team and church yeah. and you know it was it's also beautiful to I think that uh to be united with them Amen. as one body because um we are one body
0: yes and they just did baptisms in the river two three four weeks ago recently yeah like in the past
1: month they yeah done I saw them, it on social and I
0: think they had 45 baptisms that day so cool and I know there were a lot of people from Redmond that like, when people got in the water, some people beelined it to me because they want me as their pastor to get baptized. And many, many beelined yeah. it straight to Luke. Yeah. And just like, Pastor, you're baptizing me. Yep. You're You're my pastor. And Absolutely. It was, it was a thrilling It was day. a team effort. So there was, okay, we'll, we'll move on from even more stories, but one more about that baptism. Uh there was a Parks and Rec employee there all day, yeah. and the, you know we pay a lot of money to get the right permits and whatnot to to have church in the park. We have to submit it a year in advance to keep that date, and we have to pay for how many people we mm-hmm. think are going to be there. And it went from our first time at church park, which was a few hundred dollars. Yeah. I think I remember it was like three or $400 total for all the different right. permits. And at that time we thought, man, we have to pay a lot to be in the yeah. park. And now it's thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, we pay the permit to go there. We pay the permit for the, the usage of, um, cars on the grass and the, the food trucks we pay the usage for how many people we think will be there and do damage to the, the area and stuff. And it's like thousands of dollars, but there's a park parks, and rec employee who watched all the baptisms, and he told someone yeah. who was with us that day, he said, "Literally, I want to get baptized so bad, but if I wasn't working, I would have done it that right. day." And this person told him, "Hey, just do it anyways. We're not. We're, we won't tell anybody." Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Uh, it That's was just, awesome. It was really
1: cool that someone yeah. who was
0: there to work and observe wanted to be a part of what was happening. Well,
1: uh, you know, we, on Tuesday mornings, we've talked about before on the podcast that we, um, we we meet with the staff and we tell stories of transformation and one of somebody mentioned that there were actually people that were like on paddleboards on the river yes. that would just go back and forth and back and forth behind the amphitheater where we were and um, listening and listen yeah. yeah they
0: wouldn't they wouldn't leave they wanted to stay there
1: yeah there was a pull but which which brings me then to let's talk about something bad that happened that day
0: oh we we have several things probably more so than we've ever had before from neighbors and yeah, so forth yeah that's the one I keep well, thinking let, of let's start with the baptism it's just a weird one because it's so. New Testament-esque, like everything we're going through right now is so New Testament-esque. So Kyle, who's our uh, facilities uh, director, he worked his tail off that day. Well, he was on the bridge watching the baptism. So he got to be present that day. And someone walks up to him, uh, just you know, a stranger who's walking by and somehow talks to him. I don't know if they could tell he was a part of what was going on or just wanted to talk to someone that was there. And she said, what Religious ritual is this that's oh, going yeah, on right that's now. That's right. And it was asked in such a unique, strange way.
1: Yeah. She's it like, reminds me of Acts, the book of
0: Acts. What ritual is this going on that day? And he just explained, very simply put, oh, they're doing baptisms. People are going public with their faith. So that's that's how he explained it. Just simply put, they're mm. going public with their faith. Her immediate question back to him is. By what authority do they have to do that? Oh my goodness. And it's like, what in the world is going on? Where are we right now? Why would you ask it that way? Yeah. Because these are the kind of questions that were asked of Jesus. Yeah. You know, like w- what authority do you have to yeah. do these miracles, these right. signs and wonders? By what authority? Right. And we now, of course, for the listeners out there, we do this under the authority of Jesus. Yes. And anytime we baptize any person, we say we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Yes. One God in three persons. But because of Jesus, we're able to do these things. So he explains it to her. And, you know, to finish the story, it wasn't just this demonic crazy. It was someone who was raised Catholic, Mm. who's never seen public baptisms done like this. Mm. She's only known it in the context of the Catholic Church.
1: Very contained, very confined. What, uh, sprinkled? they sprinkle? That
0: that a baby gets baptized, and then after that, it's really not a public profession of your faith. It's it's a parent's decision to baptize their their kids. And so, you know, there was little things like that, but then uh, we've had several complaints from neighbors around the area, which is interesting because... Events happen there all the time right. in the summer. You know, they do car shows. They, I mean, there's all munch kinds music of with loud munch music. with of music. On 4th of July, they do stuff from the morning all the way through the evening. So, and for
1: context, I don't even think we mentioned this. For anybody that doesn't know where we are, we did church in the park in the most um, centered famous park. park in our city, in the middle of the city. It's Drake right, Park. Right on the river. Right. So, it's Drake
0: Park, right downtown Bend. And it started that morning before church even started. They did a sound check at 9 a.m., which is interesting because in previous years, sound check was 10 Mm a.m. The reason why is that was the city code. We follow all of the ordinance of the city. We want to be a a good neighbor to the people around. We want to make sure that we're following code to what the parks and rec says and all city code. And so in the past, They say you can't make any noise past 10 a.m. Well, we meet with city officials and county, or excuse me, uh, park and rec officials beforehand. Well, they said this year they've lowered it, and it was now 9 a.m. So we started sound check Mm -hmm. at 9 a.m. So at 10 a.m. after sound check, which sound check was maybe 30, 40 minutes, you know, it's making sure the instruments, everybody, the mix is well and and whatnot. So at 10 a.m., we meet to go through the entire order of the service with all those involved with cameras, all those involved in the tech, all those involved in the band, making sure everyone knows when, when something happens and what's happening so that, you know, it can go together smoothly. So I'm going through this with Callie. Callie's going through as a production, um, uh, director behind the scenes, you know, and she's going through the order I'm going through. And the last thing I do with the team is a big hurrah, you know, like guys, people are going to come to church today for the first time outdoors. And, you know, you need to be a give, give your best, be excellent, smile. And I'm going through this whole thing. And then I go through a chant that we go through all the time together as a team and i say it's all about jesus and this is why we do this together i want you to scream jesus it's all about and then everybody screams jesus and when we get done with that there's this lady that's been up there the whole time and i'm thinking she's like a mom of somebody yeah, on the team right she's on the stage with us there's probably about 30 of us going through what's what's about to happen so i say you know we all scream it's all about jesus and then she screams at the top of her head, okay listen up listen up yeah It might all be about Jesus, but it's also about your neighbors here today. There's people that live here and you guys are way too loud. You know, I heard bass that was shaking my whole house. You need (laughs) to turn it down for the neighbors because we too want to enjoy a Sunday morning with our coffee and we want to... she
1: said in that same sentence, without Jesus. I don't know if you remember that part of it. I I didn't even catch that. Yes, it was without Jesus. We want to enjoy our coffee without Jesus. Oh
0: boy. So she's saying this to our whole team. Which is setting the tone. Like I was trying to pep the team up. Well, she was trying to pep the team up down <laughs> all yeah. of a sudden Debbie Downer just showed up yeah. negative Nancy yeah. we had a Karen show up on the scene <laughs> and literally try to squash the vision of the day oh. you know and she, I mean she just said it loud to everybody I, I came up to her you know everybody's like not knowing what to do so I went up and engaged with her individually and yeah. let her know I said hey I appreciate you letting us know about how this is we always keep to sound ordinances code we have technical equipment that tells us how loud something is she and you know she tried tell me it's too loud I said okay I I appreciate that you know that you're giving us feedback you know I'll I'll let you know the the tech team know well the guy that did all of our sound is the same person that does all the sound for Munchin music and all those other events where they also get thousands of people and they have bands that are of all sorts of different genres yeah and he said very clearly we we are no louder than
1: any right. of the
0: events he's ever done. No,
1: I like I shared with you, I, the heart, I think, was that it was it was offensive. Jesus yes. was offensive to her. Yes, and that's what
0: she didn't want. yes. and and we also had a neighbor on the other side of the pond get really irate and wrote us a really um, aggressive email saying she's filing a noise complaint through the city and uh, she's never seen anything like this before. And, you know, we do wow. this every year. We've done it at least for eight or nine years at Drake park, but she's like, there was a, a nine foot, a pole with a speaker on top of it pointed directly at my house. And what it was is it was for those that get baptized so that we would hear what's being said so that we would know when to do the baptisms. We would know what's going on. And we're talking like a basic speaker. We're not talking, uh, you know, theater speakers. We're just talking like a, a speaker on a pole, not the ones we rented, you know, which, which were meant to be there. So there's always those, this is my friend's confessions of a pastor, right? the good, the bad, the ugly, yeah. that sometimes we have to deal with ugly, we have to deal with a mess, and we have to let neighbors know, we absolutely love you. Yeah, But right. we also love this city we're, enough to tell them yeah, the gospel. The real hope. And we're going to do it with excellency, as well as much of music does, or better. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so we're not going to deny the sitting opportunity to know that our God is so creative and great yes. that we want to give our best. And we had yeah. a special guest that yeah. day, Rita Springer. She was amazing. Join us. Yeah. She was yeah. amazing. Uh, she only sang a little bit in the morning. Yep. But then that night, she joined us and led yeah. most of the Which brings uh, us to Pursuit, pursuit right? Night in the yeah. Park. Yeah. Yeah. We've never done that before. Yeah. Which was absolutely awesome. It was awesome. Let's tell some stories from that.
1: Yeah, okay, I mean, having okay. Rita was
0: amazing there. Yeah, but more than that, it was about people. Yeah, and we're on a pursuit of God. Pastor Luke set it up really well um, that we should be like the the bleeding the bleeding woman, woman who that, reached
1: out for Jesus's garment. Yeah, right? that
0: leaned in. Yeah, that that uh, that. That really even pressed through the cultural yeah, norms of the day. Absolutely. An unclean person should never touch a clean person. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. She she was willing to take a risk. Yeah. And she was healed that Oh, and the beauty of Jesus
1: is the un he, he makes the unclean clean, right? Come on. Like anyways Luke set up I feel like he set up the um, the night really well for
0: Yes. And so throughout pursuing. the night we just leaned in and on one occasion a person on our prayer team came up to me and just said, Pastor Keith. I'm just being obedient in faith. I don't know what this means, if it's one person or many people, but I just... The Lord's told me suicide, something about suicide. And she walked away. (laughs) She didn't give me any more context. Here's what you need to say or do. So I got up there and just said, listen, if someone here today, right now, it's one person or many people I don't know, but you're thinking about suicide. And I spoke against it. And I said, Mm -hmm. you need to come get prayer right now, because it's not God's plan. And you're loved. And you have an identity. And God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. And I just shared that. Well, so many cool stories Mm. have come from that. One such story was a woman that the moment I started talking about suicide, mm. she dropped to her knees mm. and started weeping. Now, just in context here, uh, Pastor Brad, who was over on the prayer team, saw it and got a couple of gals to go over and pray with her. Mm-hmm. And they did pray with her, but she admittingly said, I've had lots of thoughts of suicide and uh, that was me and I don't even know you know and they they prayed over her and spoke over her and it just it was a really cool personal connection I also had family nearby that witnessed this and yeah. you know it made an impact that yeah. um, this is how the Holy Spirit works yeah it is Amen. one person's faithful I'm just a, 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 a sounding board yeah. board is I'm I'm not anything special I'm just sharing what the Holy Spirit's doing yeah and instantly got to work before I even shared that pastor brad shared a story that there was a guy that came and said i don't even know why i'm here but Mm. because my family's falling apart my life is falling apart and i've had so many thoughts of suicide that was before i even shared that so the holy spirit was certainly moving and we've had a lot of suicides over the region of central oregon and it's not a particular demographic all ages young people middle school high school young adults committed suicide but old people I mean, people in the last season of life. I mean, we've got a guy in our church whose business partner committed suicide, who was not a young person, you know, at the end of his life. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've had doctors commit suicide. I've had to do funerals and memorials of people who've committed suicide. And so t- just to declare over this region yes. that to, to break demonic strongholds yes. of lies that this is the only way out yeah. and to prophesy life and love and yeah. identity in Jesus, yes. that was pretty powerful. Yeah.
1: I mean, what a beautiful symbolic picture too for the region. I mean, yes. you you um, called out other strongholds in Central Oregon. Yes. That, ones that, that we, we've
0: <laughs> we acknowledged. That and we
1: have. And, and particularly they have been made more clear to us since we've been back from... Sabbatical. Mm-hmm. I think when when we declared a new fight on the Come enemy, on. or against the enemy, and and the Holy Spirit's made it clear, there's a few strongholds that just have um have their you know, uh chains on this region, yes. right? And you've
0: occupied this region. They have. And you know what's cool, Kara that night? We had sixteen people on our prayer team and I challenged people over and over if you need prayer for anything, including any of those strongholds, mm. which you know, which is pornea, uh just sexual immorality, perversion of sex, yeah. whether it be pornography or something else. Pedophilia. Um yeah, anything. Um and uh I also called out um Oh, uh, the Jezebel spirit of control and fear and religion. Yeah. Um, then finally, the last one I did was Pharmacia, that yep. any type of addiction to chemicals, yeah, uh, alcohol, drugs, you name it, mm-hmm. and go get prayer. And... Pastor Brad shared that he prayed with nine people that night. And he says there was a prayer team of 16 that always had someone Mm. there. I mean, we had so many different people come receive prayer in a park, in a public place for all sorts of issues, including some of those strongholds Mm -hmm. that I mentioned. And what a just that's what it's about. Yeah. Is, right? We're in a pursuit of God. Yeah. We're not here to play church. Yeah. We're not even here just to, to sing worship songs, because sometimes that becomes an idol in our culture. Mm. That I love worship music. Mm. I love this style of music. Mm. No, no, we came here to meet with a living God that Absolutely. sets us free. Absolutely. We're believing God's best over families being restored. I mean, it, was a, it was a powerful night. Yeah. She even shared a, a cool story, Rita did, of uh, a guy at a moment when, when she was kind of down and you know thinking, oh, what am I doing? Why am I doing these? These things and in, in her own um, calling and ministry, and a guy came and um, looked like he was almost. Um at a worship event uh, looked like he was almost antagonistic because Mm -hmm. of how he came in and she had judged him. And she just was like, I'm going to just direct everything I'm doing his way. I'm going to worship. I'm going to cast that worship towards him. If he's going to hear anything and she did. And then the the story that came out of that was so powerful ended up, he was uh, overseas, uh, some Somalia or somewhere got captured by the Taliban was tortured. And uh, every night, she would visit him. like She didn't know this. She she actually didn't visit him. But yeah, her worship, yeah. that he would replay her worship mm. over and over. And it was almost reminding me like a Star Wars, like a hologram would come mm. into him. And he would be beaten relentlessly almost to the point of death and then wouldn't die. And then... The way he would explain mm. it to her is, you would visit me. Mm. And she. he said to her, I haven't seen you worship like that since you visited me uh, in this dungeon mm. at the Taliban. That oh, was a powerful story. Yeah. And of course, we never know how God ministers uh, to one another, whether it was just songs or I don't know how, how that happened. But it was powerful. Yeah. Powerful night. Yeah, the whole night. day. The whole yeah. day. I, I'd say... I told our staff this via text message, but I think my favorite service yet.
1: Yeah, I think so. That day. Yeah.
0: I mean, we've had some cool Easter services. Mm-hmm. Man, cool birthday services. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot yeah. of special guests, but there wasn't one thing. It was the whole day. Yeah. It was powerful. It was good. It, it was cool, and it was cool to do it with you, Kara. Um, just to be present and to yeah. see yeah. God work in that way, and mm-hmm. our team unified. Yeah. Awesome day. Yeah, it was great. So good in so many ways. Any other reflections from church in the park?
1: I think we covered, I think we covered a lot of it. I
0: know a few more. Do you have any? Yeah, go ahead. Well, there's, there is one that we said on the podcast a while back of someone who left the phone. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Thank
0: you. And I called the 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 mom on the phone. Right? I just used Siri. I was like, I don't know how we're going to find out whose phone this is because it was locked. So I said, Siri, call mom. And then it called mom and I answered. I said, hey, you know, do you have a daughter or a son? And it was yeah. my daughter. And, and then she's like, oh, I'll call her fiance. She called the fiance. Well, they came back to the church. They yeah. stayed and had brisket right. with us. I and mean, it was a great night just meeting new people and come to find out her story. She got saved. She got baptized. Yeah, Attorney. And, and that day she told me, she said, oh, my mom listens, my mom and dad. Yeah, so she right. said, my mom and dad listening to your messages. They're going to be so excited to know that you're yeah. the one that called. And I said, oh, that's weird. Okay. Funny. And then he said, my family in Salem um, listens. And uh, it was just really, really just a cool story. Well, then at the end of the day, we're yeah. like getting ready to like go, go get tea or something. And, um, these people stop us. And then we Instantly recognize this young couple. We're like, "Hey!" And they tell us, "Hey, these are our parents." Right? We're like, "Wow!" And then the parents end up telling us they drove all the way here to just come to church from Portland, Happy Valley, Happy Valley. And um, she took a picture with you. She did, uh, which you know was unique for (laughs) you. And then he took a picture with me. You know, and this is
1: but but the first when we first um, started interacting with them, like he was in tears. He was. He was just like beside himself in tears just saying what did he say to you he made a comment
0: that he I I may even get this wrong, but like I left my soul in Florida, you know, that he's, he's been in a dark place for a long time. Or he has been. He he left his soul in Florida. But ever since they started watching Journey Church online, it's actually changed their marriage. It's It's changed their family dynamics. It's saved
1: their marriage. She told me specifically their marriage has been saved since then.
0: And now their daughter who's engaged to someone at, um... At a journey is is able to have conversations with her parents about the Lord, yeah, about what I preached on that day or whoever preached. I mean, really powerful stuff. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, very good. And I, I just so in, in, encouraged that God is moving in a real way through real people. And we got to see it. Yeah. People drove from all over. Oh, all over. I mean, there was people that drove over from McMinnville, yep. um, Newport. Um, a, a, there was a couple that came all the way over from, um, from Utah. Come on. Utah. I mean, people from all over. Yeah. So cool. Absolutely amazing. Uh, It was a great day. I'm just so encouraged. I'm blessed to do this with you. I mean, we had people, um, there was a family. Uh, Let me just finish with these two stories. We had one gal that was walking through the park unrelated to anything church in the park who was visiting vacationing from Italy with her kids and her phone was dead and she didn't know how to get back to wherever Wherever she was Airbnb or hotel or whatever. And she just asked somebody there who happened to be our newest pastor on staff, our women's pastor. Hey, uh, do you guys have a charger? And she came up to you and yeah, we were we able found, to help we, her. We charged her And phone. they were able to stay for the entire church in the park. Yeah. Uh, all because her yeah. phone died. And she explained how amazing the day was and how if if, if she ever lives in Bend, she, she's going to come here. And a really cool story. One, yeah. one last one. This was a family that was not planning on coming to church in the park. They were walking through and they were on the peripheral on the end. And we had one of our greeters who was welcoming people on the edge, uh, Patrick Murphy, who watched this family who was walking by I think he invited them hey guys you know come stay well we're just passing through they stayed yeah. And they sat through the message and he stayed and he was behind them. And when I did an altar call, you know, raise your hand if you want to give your life to Jesus. Right. And it was a pretty clear message you yeah. know, that you're going to give your whole life to Jesus, surrender it, you know, and I want you to raise your hand, but just eyes closed between you and the Lord. And it started with the mom, the mom raised her hands mm-hmm. and the kids opened up their eyes and looked at mom and both the kids put their hands up because mom put their hand up Yeah, we're in this too almost like we wanted to do this well if mom's doing we're doing this too well dad never opened up his eyes but he was just there and I kept pressing in alright yeah, you want to give your life to Jesus well then the dad raises That's his so hand awesome. he didn't even know that yeah. his kids or his wife raised their hands so here we have an entire yeah. family's destiny yeah. eternity changed yeah. so good. and there's a good chance if they live in Bend they'll probably be at church this weekend yeah, whether Journey yeah. Church Redmond or yeah. Journey Church Bend yeah. totally. or God willing we don't even care what church yeah, right? bible believe in church in, yeah. go get
1: plugged in totally. absolutely crazy that reminds me of one last story that i'll tell which is <laughs> we'll be quick yeah. patrick's wife wa- or patrick's wife linda yes i don't i don't think we've talked about on this because we haven't done this in a few weeks but um uh she had sat the week before church in the park she had sat next to a 17 year old who had come to church so at was- a
0: regular church service sunday morning at journey bend
1: yep um she had sat by a, a kid, a 17-year-old, who had come to church on his own. His family wasn't with him. She got to know him a little bit. She kind of, She's just kind of a little uh, warrior. Yeah, after church, she went and, and talked to him she, him. she went and talked to him and got to know him a little bit. Because he
0: raised his hand to give his life to Jesus on a Sunday morning.
1: Yes, he raised his hand to um, profess Jesus. Anyway, he got baptized at Church of the Park. She, she came up to me just beaming and just said, he got baptized.
0: And he brought his so mom with he him? Got
1: sa- oh, that's right. He got saved the week before, got baptized, and brought his mom with him. It's, her, it's his mom that's going to be next if she's not saved already. Come on. Um, but it's just it's just incredible to watch the Holy Spirit and God moving um, in this community that is like, it really does feel like New Testament. Um, yes Fellowship, it feels like New Testament type. Uh, salvation through kids through teenagers miracles.
0: entire families are being changed
1: yeah, it's, I mean it's just amazing. Wild.
0: Yeah, we're, we're blessed we're blessed by you we're blessed by even all the listeners I mean I had someone come tell me at Church in the Park about a story we had told here on a podcast <laughs> uh, regarding him which I was like oh, oh I didn't know you listen." I'm oh, sorry and what yeah. other people told him and t- tell other people and so that's why we're doing this bonus episode today we cannot contain these stories right? and we had to talk about them we are going to start a video podcast coming up soon, uh, probably next week. So this will be launched the first week of September, the week of Kara's birthday, everybody. Come on, woo! Uh, Kara just turned...
1: 29,
0: Thanks. 29. And she's looking fine, everybody. Oh on September goodness. 6th was her birthday, and we celebrated it in just a quiet way on Wednesday night. And here we are. Um, this is a Friday as we record this. Uh, we did not want to get through the week without just giving God all the glory and celebrating with you on Confessions of a Pastor. Yeah. Because there are so many good things happening, there's also some bad and ugly things happening, but all this. It's for the glory of God. Yeah, amen. Uh, We are on a mission. We just want to lead people on a journey of transformation in Jesus. Yes. We want to just see the whole world know that there's hope, because there's hope for everyone, uh, not just some people. Yeah. Whether you're a kid or you've just lost a loved one, there's hope still today yeah. that's found in Jesus. We believe that over you. How about we just close with a short prayer? Sure. Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing. We just thank you that you constantly surprise us, that even during the dark hours, you're not finished yet. You, you take us through even the darkest valleys, the valley of the shadow of death. And you take us to the highest peaks. You lead us to still waters and green pastures. Thank you for being a great God. We love you. We give you glory for all those that were saved, those that were baptized, and even more, seeds that were planted, that God, you are doing a good work. And we just want to say, do more. Do more in our time. Do more in our day and more in our city. We believe that you're going to do just that. And for that, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. The only thing that I would say that we also just did not talk about, okay. but I just wanted to give props to just just quickly, yes. was... Um, uh, Rita Springer poured into our team uh, a couple days after oh, church in the park, and that, that would be one a of, whole
0: nother episode. It
1: could, but I'm just going to drop it here okay. and let it hang. And maybe we'll remember. She, so she's,
0: much prophetic, profound.
1: Yeah, she she is a warrior woman, and mm. um, and they call her I think Mama Springer or Mama Rita maybe Mama Rita um, in the industry because she's she's in the industry and yes. she knows everyone, and, yes. and she is making a profound impact. Um, in the music industry and on the church at large she's the real deal yeah i mean the fact that she would come and spend time with our team and join us at church in the park Mm -hmm. in a city she'd never been to with a church she had no idea who we were she's never been to bend before yeah like i But accepted the invitation it showed her heart yes and um she poured into our team like nothing i've ever seen Um, It was a small group. It was. I wish wish the whole church had heard it because it wasn't just for worship leaders or musicians. This was for all believers. Um, We all
0: need to pursue our burn, what God's put in you. Uh, We call it what you will, passion, calling. God's put something inside of you. He's equipped you with gifting and more than just gifting, typically what you're you're talented or passionate about to be unleashed for the kingdom. Yeah, no, that I was mean, her, so good.
1: Yeah, I mean, so good. Totally, it's one of the things she you know kept just 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 pouring in was what is what is your burn? What's your burn? What's your burn? Live into that, you know. Um,
0: and it's typically whatever the enemy's tormented you. Yeah. Often from your childhood on, is the very thing that God is. It, the opposite of what the enemies enemies tormenting you on is typically is what God burn. is going to use greatly. She yeah. called it the burn, the yeah. passion, the calling. Yeah. So if if it's insecurity, you know, you, you're to give people identity. If if it's um, bullying, you're you're to unleash people and encouragement. If it was you know all kinds of whatever the reverse of what the enemy suppressed you is actually the thing that's going to. You know, uh, God's going to use in a monumental way,
1: and that's typically what you're passionate about. Yes. So naturally, naturally, yeah.
0: And 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 the thing that the enemy wants to hold you back from. So so to lean into the Lord and say, God, you've allowed me to go through what I've been through, so that I can, and then you you get to now. Pour into other people, Right. Uh, whatever that is, their identity, uh, family, authority, um, healing, uh, you, you name it. If, if you've gone through something, it's typically so that God can use that for a greater good to encourage other people. That, that was a powerful night. She, she profoundly said so much. We're going to have to talk about that on another episode. because yeah, I agree. There were so many scriptures she said that, that, that spoke to me. But we've been here a, a hot minute. If you've made it this far, well done, my friends. Uh, we're so grateful. We're blessed by you. If you've not yet hit subscribe on whatever service this is, that means the world to us or even a rating. Because we can't believe that, man, this message is getting out to so many other people. And who knows who's going to be blessed to see how God's working, even behind the scenes of a church, hearing from confessions of a pastor. God bless you and have a great week.
1: Thanks for joining us on the journey of Confessions of a Pastor.
0: Please hit subscribe and rate. We are better together.
1: See you next time.